So good morning, everyone. A couple of things to say as you're settling. And we are, and are being perhaps invited to come out from behind your screens. You don't have to sit facing the screen when you're meditating if you don't want to. Some people find that that's just a little too much looking at the screen. And one way to be here without the screen and still be visibly present is to angle yourself a little bit so that you're facing to the side. So if that's helpful to you, feel free. Um, It makes it a little less intensely a Zoom experience. And as you're settling, I invite you again to reflect for just a moment on your intention for practice. Whatever intention brought you to the retreat and perhaps a particular intention for today and perhaps a particular intention for the sit. That constant turning back to intention can be hugely supportive of our practice. So settle, finding that posture that you're using for meditation, whether you are sitting on a cushion or a bench or a chair, perhaps you are standing, And let the awareness settle into the body, the breathing body. Noticing the posture, noticing the breath. And to review a bit of the instructions on being with the breath, being with the body. The breath is often where we start, unless it's particularly compromised. And so if that's true for you, finding a place where it's easy to follow the breath, This is enough of a challenge course. You don't need to pick the hardest place. Pick the easiest place. That might be the nostrils. It might be the rising and falling of the chest. It might be the rising and falling of the belly. It might be the whole body breathing. Following the breath as it goes in. Noticing any pause that might come at the end of the in-breath. Picking up the start of the out-breath and following it as it goes out. And again, noticing any pause. If in your particular case, 
the pauses are long, it can be helpful to have a touch point, the butt on the cushion, the hands in your lap, as a place to rest the mind before you return to the breath again. The mind loves those little empty gaps and pounces on them with amazing quickness and goes off. So see if you can relax into the breath, rest with the breath, soften into the breath, Sometimes it's helpful to think that this is the only time in all of space and time that this particular breath will be here. It arrives, it comes in, it goes out, it's gone. Honoring this moment of aliveness, this moment of breath, by giving it your attention. Being with the breath is a great way to begin a, ret- a session, a meditation session. It's a fine way to spend an entire meditation session if that's helpful to you. The breath calms and concentrates the mind. So it can be very useful, especially if we're a bit restless. And of course, the first thing we see, it really is the first insight of insight practice, is just how busy the mind is, how crazy it is, how nuts it is, how undisciplined it is, as it goes off, judging, commenting, planning, worrying, daydreaming, all the many forms that the wandering mind can take. So a couple of things about that. One is that when you wake up from whatever plan or daydream you've been in, be glad that you're awake. That's what you came here to do, was to wake up. Yay, I'm awake, I'm back. You know, that moment when the door opens and someone says, hi, I'm home. That's kind of what you're doing there. You're, you're, you're back. And then don't spend any time thinking again about what you just, where you just were. Just take the mind back and begin again. Begin again is a great mantra for practice. 
and we are likely to begin again over and over and over in any period of practice. Coming back, resting again with the breath. As Bob said yesterday, it's not useful to punish yourself for wandering just as you don't kick the puppy when the puppy doesn't behave. It's most helpful to be friendly and kind to your own being. But probably already you've realized that There are other things besides the breath that tug at you. And so the foundation of mindfulness isn't just the breath, it's the breath and the body. So if another experience pushes in, becomes strong, becomes difficult to ignore, it could be a sound, it could be an itch. It could be some pain or ache someplace in your body. The shoulder, the knee, the hip that is not happy with sitting. And if it becomes really strong and you can't stay with the breath, then you can let the breath drop a little bit into the background and let this experience that you're having having be in the foreground. If it's helpful, you can name it. Hearing, hearing, itching, throbbing. Be a little bit interested and curious. What is this thing that we call an itch? What is hearing? Especially when we move away from the content of the hearing. It's just hearing. It's just sound. And then when the experience is perhaps somewhat less interesting or subsides, then let that drop into the background and let the breath come back to the foreground. And again, if you wander off thinking about what's going on in your body, the itch, oh my goodness, maybe it's poison oak. What will I do? I didn't bring my stuff for it. And you're gone. You wake up. Oh, you're glad that you're back and you go back to the breath. See if you can stay relaxed as well as alert. See if you can stay balanced just in this present moment. See if you can come back every time you wander off 
with a degree of calm. You're being present one moment at a time. Very simple and astoundingly hard. Last night we talked a little bit about hindrances. One of the most common hindrances to visit in the first days of retreat is sleepiness. Because usually we come to a retreat tired. I have one teacher friend who says that the best sleep he gets anywhere is on the cushion. Hmm. But I think we don't want to encourage that. So if you find that you're sleepy, there are some things you can do. You can sit with your eyes open, not closed, because the body, of course, so aware that you're closing your eyes and goes, aha, great, a nap. So open your eyes. You can keep them lowered to the ground in front of you. 
or you can raise them so that it's across the room. That brings different kinds of energy into the body. The raising them brings in more. You can breathe some good deep breaths. Mostly we let the breath come and go as it wants to, not trying to regulate it. But if you're having trouble with sleepy sleepiness, breathing deeper more often will also bring in energy. You can, of course, stand up. And that's a great way to practice and to stay more alert. It's much harder. It's not entirely impossible, but it's much harder to fall asleep when you're standing. I've seen a few people wobble, but I've never seen anybody fall. And as Bob said, some people end up doing entire retreats standing, sometimes because of difficulty in their bodies, and sometimes because they really do struggle with sleep. So if you move into a standing posture, just quietly and with attention, exactly the way you would move in yoga class or with walking practice, bring your body slowly into a standing posture. If it's helpful, hold on to a chair or a table. And then when you're ready, slowly sit back down again. Sometimes meditation practice is likened to surfing. You get to surf the waves that come through. And that is the art of it. When to just rest with the breath. When to ride the wave of body experiences. Riding the wave of sleepiness. Staying present with whatever comes along.
as we sit, resting with the breath and the body, riding the waves of those experiences. Sometimes there are other waves. Sometimes there's a wave of grief or fear or desire or anger. Those mind-heart experiences that so often show themselves in retreat. We'll be talking about them more in the instructions later this week. But for now, if something like that comes up, if there's fear, there's aversion of some sort, there's desire, notice that you can be aware of it in the body. Notice the body experience that you're having and stay with that. Stay with anger in the body or the fear in the body. Name it if that's helpful to you. And then again, if it, when it subsides, because it will, or when it's less interesting, then you can come back to the breath and the other experiences of the body. One of the beauties of mindfulness practice is there's nothing that's outside of the realm of mindfulness. Knowing that is a real refuge. You can name it, rest with it, and then go back to something like the breath. A simple instruction for today would be to do nothing that takes you outside of the body.
Notice what is happening right now. The breath is strong. Resting with the breath. There's experiences of the body. Resting with that. If you've wandered off and gotten lost, come back. Let everything go that's gone on in this meditation up until now and begin again. Being in the present moment, one moment at a time, coming back over and over and over again. Coming back is like doing repetitions at the gym. It builds that coming back muscle. And it's one of the most important aspects of this practice. Come back, come back, come back. Rest here. Rest. Rest now.
Notice what's happening right now. If you've wandered off, come back. Come back and begin again. Begin again for these last minutes of the sitting as though you were having a very precious three or four minutes sit. Being fully present, sitting, breathing, all of the amazing experiences that happen in this thing we call a body. Being with the heart, mind, being present, coming back to the present. Kabir says in a poem that is called A Place to Sit, Don't go outside your house to see flowers. My friends, don't bother with that excursion. Inside your body, there are flowers. One flower has a thousand petals. That will do for a place to sit. Sitting there, you will have a glimpse of beauty inside the body and out of it, before gardens and after gardens. Don't go outside of your house. Sometimes when I'm teaching, I look out at the faces of the people that I'm teaching, whether it's on Zoom or in person. Here we all are, and I think, how did I get so lucky to be able to spend as much time as I do practicing, talking about practicing, helping with practicing, all of those things. It's really astoundingly wonderful and I thank you all for <laughs> for being willing to sit here with me and uh, and Bob and JD and provide us with such an opportunity I think that instruction about 
to do nothing that takes you outside of the body is a really good one for a retreat. And you have time today to really focus on that, to stay with the sitting instructions. But also, of course, you have the yoga periods of yoga and the periods of walking, both of which are fabulous practices for staying in the body and learning to be in the body. So you can bring a little extra intention, perhaps, as you do them. And then, of course, there are other things you're going to have to do. Some of you will be cooking food or cleaning up a little bit or doing whatever you have to do around your house. And those are also experiences of being in the body. And um, so you can begin to give some attention to what's going on in between, in the in-between spaces, in between sitting and walking, in between walking and sitting, in between sitting and eating, those kinds of things. I know that JD yesterday gave you instructions uh, for eating, and that, of course, is also very much a body experience and uh, one that you can include. So do nothing that takes you outside of the body.